Testing, testing. It's on. One, two, one, two. Microphone checker. Microphone wrecker. Microphone picker, picker. <laughs> Alright, let's give this a shot. What is life? What does it mean to heal? I'm a human. Hello, hello? Anybody there? Why are we here? What does this mean? Let's figure it out together. That's fun. Just to come play. Play in the podverse. What are we doing? This is the Turning of the Bones podcast. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Turning of the Bones podcast. I am your host, Colby Marie. It is so nice to be here doing what I love, moving and a grooving, shaking and a moving. Yeah. <laughs> good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever this finds you. I hope that you are well and navigating the waters of your life, the currents, the waves, the stillness. It is just another beautiful day in cake land, as my grandfather used to say. I think when he was growing up, or my parent, when my mom was growing up, there was a radio station, something, something, WK, wait, <laughs> what was it? How do you spell cake? C-A-K-E. Yeah, there was a radio station, W-W-W-C-A-K-E, and the, the disc jockey would always say, it's another beautiful day in cake land, boys and girls, and I don't know, I've always liked that. Life's a big cake. Take a bite. We're going to take a bite today. Together, walking this journey, this podcast odyssey. Just just walking each other home. Yeah. Good day. I'm going to pause for a second, get my thoughts. It's beautiful here. We've got nice, crisp, very chilly mornings. I think we hit freezing in Denver this week couple mornings it was puffy down kind of weather wear gloves warm up your car leaves are falling have fallen the ground they're all over I don't know about y'all but my allergies have been popping off the last week or so just just being with it just being with what is taking some supplements trying to eat healthy drink lots of water take a minute have a little sip and keep going. This uh, this podcast, I'm excited for this one. This may be a, a theme or a, a subject that I return to. But this week was, you know, just like every week lately, just full of so many things. And it really got me thinking about the theme of acceptance. What does that mean? Self-acceptance, what does that mean? I had a couple couple experiences this week that really kind of brought that to the forefront of my awareness. I went through a bit of a COVID scare. So COVID is still happening, people. I don't know. It seems like, you know, we've all kind of hit this limit with our ability to be with the safety and precautions and have conversations about health and well-being and I 
I totally get it. I know that I'm there. This has been a grueling, grueling pandemic and the toll emotionally and physically on our, our, our beings, our hearts, our souls, the countries, the world. It's just been really profound and I think we're all a bit tired, but I had a bit of a a bit of a scare still kind of ongoing. Not totally sure whether or not my aunt has COVID or not, but she's been very sick with most of the symptoms of COVID for quite some time. My aunt also lives with my mom who has some compromised health and breathing. And there's just been some worry and a whole lot of shit that is way out of my control. Like almost everything. <laughs> when you really boil it down, if you ever do journaling and, and sit down to write what what you're in control of, it's 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 a fairly once you whittle it down, if you're honest with yourself, it's a pretty small small list of things you're in control of. Uh, that's a topic for another podcast. But just sitting with that, you know, the worry, the fear, you know, being with people I love who are aging and going through health crisis. My stepmother is also aging, my father. So it's just, it's been there. And I felt a lot of acceptance at first. And then I kind of got twisted in my emotional britches about it, you know, mad at the doctors, mad at the world, mad at life for being life and for us having to like get to know each other, grow old and die. Uh, be sick, suffering, kind of the whole thing. So just, you know, it stirred me up in my good human juices. It got all the feelings going. And I'm not going to go too far into that, but COVID's real and serious. And there are a lot of people who aren't taking it seriously. There's this quack doctor in Ohio that uh, I'm not going to call out by name, but people are prescribing parasitic medicine for animals to adult humans and just not, you know, the politicization how do you say that making this political public health and safety it's it's really not okay you know there's there's science there's facts there's a, a reason to wear masks there's a reason to limit your time indoors and so as much as you can and have the emotional stamina to do that try to it's not about you it's about the other people you know don't travel if you're sick um don't know how my aunt got sick, not totally sure if it's COVID, but it's terrifying. And we have, I think, a responsibility to one another to keep taking this seriously because people we love are gonna, gonna get ill from this virus. And so that's my little public service announcement. We're not through it, but winter's coming, so we're gonna be indoors more. And so really kind of revisiting and being intentional about that. And so that, that really brought up the acceptance, you know, accepting my aunt's autonomy to handle her health care the way she wants to, my mom's autonomy to handle her life the way she wants to, you know, other people's choices. Um, and just things that are totally out of my control, like viruses and sickness and suffering and illness and death. It's kind of really brought that up. Then there was another another experience I had this week where I was teaching this class and I work with adults with Down syndrome and TBI throughout the week and I was teaching a class on mental health and well-being 
And one of the clients, one of the people was really struggling. You know, he, he showed up to the class and was visibly distressed. And so we kind of paused at the beginning to do a little check-in and see if there was any support that he needed. And once he opened up and shared, it turned out that he was being pretty hard on himself. He had lied to his parents and made a mistake and was having a really hard time seeing any potential positive outcomes. And we did some listening, we did some reassuring, and then we paused and, you know, the other clients took turns supporting him. And one of the clients was reminding Aaron that uh, he's a whole person that Aaron had helped this other client while when he was being picked on you know Aaron had stood up for this other human to out of love and care and compassion and so it was really beautiful you know just reminding Aaron that there's so many beautiful things about him and when we kind of wrapped up that portion of the, the check-in, I just remembered that, you know, we can be so hard on ourselves and acceptance is kind of, and it's not kind of, it's a, it's a lifelong practice of, I mean, it takes an active engagement with accepting things, accepting others, accepting ourselves, and that Aaron, the totality of, of Aaron wasn't, this mistake he had made you know he he's also funny he's also kind he's also caring he's also a hard worker he's also a sports enthusiast and so many wonderful th qualities that yeah I, we all just had a lot of empathy for how hard he was being on himself and it made me do it just it made me pause and think about the work it takes to arrive at acceptance and I think there are three things, three primary things going on. There, there's accepting myself and the wholeness of my humanity. There's accepting others and there's accepting the world. And so an example of accepting myself is if I make a mistake, if I... Let's say, let's say I get upset with somebody and I say things when I'm angry, um, accepting that, you know, I'm a whole human who's capable of being angry, who is capable of saying, uh, upsetting things to others, accepting that I'm not just kind and caring, accepting that there's a whole person here going on. Um, accepting others is accepting the good and the bad in others, you know, and intimate friendships. If you think about your friends, you know, there's, there's probably things you know that they're struggling with. Or if you've ever loved someone who's an addict or has mental health issues, you know that like you can see the wholeness of them. You know, their challenges and the things that may hurt you aren't the totality of who they are. I think we're able to grant other people a lot of space there and then accepting the world you know like the weather's gonna do what the weather's gonna do uh, 
for better or worse, politicians are going to do what they're going to do. Societies and systems and people and the things that are going on around us, you know, tragedies happen. So accepting those parts of the world. And it's, it's, it's funny because when I, I think about that list, you know, accepting myself, accepting others in the world, at the root of that is that kind of like annoying, I don't know about for y'all, but I know for me there's that, you know, memes out there you'll see on the internet, self-help books. To truly love others, I must truly love myself. To accept others, I must truly accept myself. And when I see those, I'm like, oh my God, just stop, fuck off. Um, sometimes. And then other times I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. I'm really doing this work. But most, it's like, you know, I, I, I just want to admit, I think we all have a child inside of us that from time to time is like, fuck off. If other people just changed and didn't treat me like this, I wouldn't have to feel this way. Um, it's not about me changing. It's about them changing or the world changing, um, trying to change systems, trying to change other people. And what, you know, like I've, I, I think for me, like I went out, I tried to change systems by going into teaching. I thought, oh, you know, this is the way the system hurt me. So if I go be a part of it, I can change it from within. And that's, you know, I want to let everybody know that's just not how it works. There's not some remedy where well-intentioned people can do good from within. These systems are pretty broken and messy, and they're built on colonizer, white supremacist, patriarchal, concepts subconscious concepts and they're not you can't i just it, it hasn't worked for hundreds of years and it's not ever going to work so there's no evidence that you know being a good person and changing it from the inside like of course you're going to have impact on other people but <clears throat> i don't think that holistically those systems change that way and so like i wore myself out there i burn out from teaching and being a caregiver or you know, in my healing with codependency, right? Like if I just love them enough, I'll, they'll, they'll heal. And, you know, I won't, I won't suffer their emotional outbursts and, you know, have learned pretty exhaustively that that's not the case. Um, I can't love somebody well. I can love somebody well from a little bit further away and have some boundaries there. But I can't, you know, go in there and just love the hurt out of them. And so eventually, you know, I, through utter defeat, because I'm fairly stubborn, I was like, oh, I do, I do need to look inward and work on self-acceptance for myself. Um, you know, so often the things we want to change in others are things we don't accept about ourselves. And self-acceptance is, you know, the acceptance of all of your attributes, positive and negative. Um, and acceptance doesn't mean that there's no work to be done for healthier relationships to fit in to societal norms and agreements better or more in a more healthy fashion. Um, but acceptance is the action of consenting to receive or undertake something offered. 
the action or process of being received is adequate or suitable. So acceptance, acceptance is an action. It's something we need to engage in. It's a process. It's, I think it's ongoing. Um, and I think that acceptance and honesty create the pathway for, for real healing to occur, occur. And, you know, for better or worse, those memes are right. It's that by degree, the more that you love and accept yourself, the more you can love and accept others. And so, yeah, that being said, it doesn't mean we just, you know, let's, what's something? It's a good example of this. Like I've accepted that I have a tendency towards depression. Accepting that doesn't mean that I don't take steps in the direction of healing that. Um, but I think it's really important to get in touch with our motive around that. Um, like, what's your motive for change? Is it because you hate yourself? Because that's not acceptance. You know, look at look at diet culture in America. You know, it's built off body shame. It's built off scarcity. It's built on the fear of being alone, right? You're never going to find a partner if you're not have a certain body type. And so diets, and this is statistically proven, diets that, you know, are rooted in people who diet and their motivation is rooted in self-loathing they don't stick you know they cycle through weight loss weight gain shame and guilt and self-loathing increase and it just becomes a downward spiral so really checking your motive around the stuff that you can because you know it's i think this is a beautiful goal in life is you you accept that as a fallible human being you are less than perfect you will often perform well, but you will also mess up other times. And you unconditionally accept yourself without judgment. Um, and that's hard. <laughs> you know, that's not easy. And I think it takes a willingness to look inward. It takes a willingness to be empathetic. Um, it takes a willingness to uh, you know it's easier said than done you know just to just to accept yourself it, I, you know I think when I was thinking about this one of the first steps is like what can you do to like truly accept yourself I was like well well first you need to cultivate self-awareness well how do you do that um you could do an inventory, you know, things that you like about yourself and things that you don't like about yourself. And just get honest, you know, like some days I fucking hate that I have anxiety. You know, I hate, sometimes I hate myself for being scared, you know, and being honest with myself and accepting that that's something that is a part of me, but it doesn't make me good or bad. It may be something I'd like to change because it's, creating a lot of discomfort but doing some self-awareness inventories you know like it 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 helps us kind of understand that we are all 
incredibly complex. Um, you know, because we're all our own worst critics, you know. I think that, you know, accepting yourself doesn't mean you, like, praise yourself for being a shithead. You know, self-esteem refers specifically to how valuable or worthwhile we see ourselves or others see us. Uh, the praise we get. Self-acceptance is more, it's, it's like more holistic. It's a larger affirmation of itself. And when we're not self-accepting, we're unable to embrace, it, embrace all facets of ourself, not just the more, the positive, more esteemable parts. And so it's really easy for me to feel good about how nice I am. <laughs> you know, I, I get feedback from others that I'm a kind, loving person. It's, it's really, it was really easy and has been easy for years to build an identity around that, to center that because it feels good. I get good social, positive feedback from it. Um, but it's been way harder to accept that sometimes I am brutally mean inside of my head to other people. I am brutally mean to myself inside my head. You know, that's hard to accept that I have, you know, because if I was doing that outwardly, the feedback would be pretty immediate that uh, that behavior was unacceptable, that that wasn't okay. Um, you know, because we get, we get this understanding of ourselves and this relationship with acceptance from so many places. You know, there's so many sources of poor self-esteem and poor self-acceptance, and we learn how not to accept others. Um, you know, we're hardwired for tribalism. We form ourselves into countries and states and political parties and races and cultures and sports teams and on and on and on. So it's really easy for us to learn how not to like other people. You know, I've, I remember I was at Ohio State, and I, I could not believe, like, people literally... So Ohio State's big rival in football is Michigan. And I could not believe how insane some people from Ohio would be about people from Michigan. You know, they had turned them into complete and utter demons, completely denying their humanity all over a sports team. So we can learn this from so many places. And, you know, that example, I think, points out the absurdity of all of it. It's kind of hyperbolic, but, you know, we learn this stuff from our parents. You know, we learn how to love ourselves from the adults who raise us. They, you know, for better or worse, our parents are, are trying and they're healing to whatever degree they are, but they also give us their programming. And if they don't like themselves, they'll probably teach us not to like ourselves, or if they only get value from financial success, then they'll probably teach us how to only get value from financial or find self-worth from financial success. Uh, we learn it from society. You know, capitalism, I don't think is like an inherent principle that was dreamed up by Adam Smith, but it's become this way. Like capitalism is rooted in the belief that we are not good enough and that we need to buy things or change ourselves in order to be happy. You know, you need the next fashion thing to fit in. You need the next diet to get a mate. Um, so we get that from society. 
Um, we get it from schools. Schools, public education, it's hierarchical. It ranks us against one another, gives us scores. It, uh, it's punitive, you know, fall in line, do this. If you don't, then you're bad. We'll give you a diagnosis. We'll put you on meds. Um, and media, you know, star fame, influencers, we fetishize expertise. Um, there's so many psychological pieces going on here that it's, you know, it's a wonder that we can ever get to this at all. Come to some kind of relationship with self-acceptance. But I think, still hitting the vape here, still off the cigs. Um, I think that at, at the key of the, at, at the root of this is a willingness to accept and come to terms with the fact that life is a process. You know, I've talked a lot about the seasons and how things shift and change. You know, we're in a continuous relationship with ourselves, the world, and others. You know, there's no arriving. There's no place to get unless you're like, unless you're trying to become enlightened and ruthlessly destroy your own ego structure. Um, everything you feel and go through is the process, is part of the process of becoming a fully developed adult human. And unfortunately, most humans, adults, right, adult looking, are really children, unaware of actually what's going on for them. Operating on all of these, you know, operating systems and cultural, social, ancestral downloads that they don't even know are running. You know, I was amazed when I was teaching high school that most of the things that we would ask students to do, none of us were capable of doing. Um, and that's not across the board, but most of the adults couldn't sit still in chairs. Most of the adults, if you went to a professional development, they couldn't focus. They were trying to get other work done. Um, ask for help. Most of them couldn't ask for help. Most of them, you know, it, it was so apparent to me that, you know, watching adults get triggered by students like, I'm talking legit, lose their emotional cool because students, you know, push their buttons. Um, I just came to realize that most of us are developmentally still teenagers, and that unless, you know, and I realized this specifically inside of the treatment facility with the traumatized students I worked with, I was like, if I'm not willing to heal the stuff that I'm asking this child to heal, what what's the point? You know, I remember... I don't, I don't remember a specific example, but I remember being there and students would have like a treatment plan to address a certain behavior and everyone on the team would be aware of it. And I remember at some point I was like, I, I can't do that emotionally. I don't know how to do that. I should, I should, you know, I should learn how to do that so that I'm not a hypocrite and I'm not another adult asking a child to do something that I'm not capable of because if there's one thing teenagers can sniff out it's a hypocrite and I, I bet I'm here to tell you if you want to be a successful teacher you should have healed or integrated some of the stuff you're asking your students to do
And so that was a little side tangent. <laughs> but we're in we're in process. I'm part of this whole universe. You were born, you will die, and you will experience all kinds of things that you do and don't like. Failure in relationships, failure in relationship to your health and well-being, failure in school, failure at work, and these can all produce a, a negative image of self and accepting that that's part of it you know like it's not personal it's not personally your fault that you feel bad about yourself because I don't know it you haven't become a rock star you know society it's like capitalism and pop culture it's like if you're not rich and famous what's the point of life you know I had so many students who had asked them what they wanted to do and they said rich and famous because they thought if they got there they'd be happy and I don't know how many examples there are of people who've done that and it hasn't worked and then they have huge mental breakdowns and then we think they're insane and we demonize them when actually they're just working through the process that we all thought would bring us happiness and to work towards acceptance you have to first recognize who and what you are the things you do and don't like about yourself um, you have to acknowledge that you don't have complete control over everything in your life um, you have to acknowledge that we all have limitations and flaws and you have to acknowledge the reality of your circumstances and I can't advocate for this enough that this happens inside of therapy. You know, this can't, you know, maybe if you're really lucky, you can do this inside your head alone. But in therapy, you're hiring someone to have your best interests in mind, to dis help you discover the cause of your actions and thought patterns and help you work towards the life and relationships you desire. Um, I'll never forget, I, uh, you know, so I received the message that I was just an alcoholic, right? I was born an alcoholic. My grandparents were alcoholics. My parent, you know, my dad was an alcoholic. And, and there was just, you know, something irredeemably broken about me that, you know, I, I was just broken. And I believed this. I internalized it. And it wasn't until I was in my 20s and I had horrible anxiety and drinking to cope with it that I had a therapist point out to me, oh, you know, your your parents drink, your grandparents drank. Let's think about your grandfather. Let's 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 look at him and his life and what he went through. And he was probably drinking because he had anxiety. And that doesn't make him a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad person. And realizing there were other tools out there to cope with my anxiety it was like all of a sudden the story of me being a piece of shit addict and it just being in my blood completely dissolved. And that that came through with a trained professional who was able to listen and help me come to that realization. Um, you know, realizing, coming to realize the difference between shame and guilt, you know. Guilt is the feeling of I have done something wrong, you know. If I turn around in the store and knock over a little old lady, I might feel guilt 
for hurting her because I knocked her over. There was an action. Shame is much. It's, it's shame is a shame is a gnarly one. It's a little spooky, because shame is thinking that you you as a being are wrong. There's something wrong about you, on an intrinsic level. And Christianity, like, preys on this as a as a a religion that controls it. There's original sin, and you are fucked and broken, and you need to be saved. Um. You know, this is hard. Shame is hardwired into who we are. Christianity's been operating on this for a long time. Um, and if you if you've traveled and you meet people from other cultures, it's not. It's I don't know. It just doesn't seem as deep. Um, you know, I'm not a bad person when I act poorly. I am a person who has acted poorly. You know, it doesn't make who I am. It, uh, it doesn't define me you know going through I mean there's so many things online I really want to encourage anybody who wants support with this reach out find a therapist you can look up self-acceptance worksheets meditations online I found so much information and so many useful resources on this there are a million books out there and I'm by no means an expert I just was thinking about this because I was struggling with it you know, how do I accept things? How do I accept myself? Um, I'm not a good person when I act well and accomplish things. I'm a person who has acted well and accomplished things. You know, it's like... We've all had emotions, right? Just take a minute and think about... The last time you were so sad you thought it would never end. Or the last time you were overwhelmingly happy. Or the last time you were tired. Or the last time you had a ton of energy. Like these things just come and they come and they go. They're not. And I think looking at acceptance is the same way. This accomplishment doesn't define me. Um, I became a distinguished teacher in Denver Public Schools. Went to award ceremonies. Hit the, the pinnacle of that work inside of myself. And not defining myself by that accomplishment not defining myself by my successes or failures is huge in, in, in the scope of this because if I make a story that I'm the sum of my successes then my failures are going to destroy me um, you know I, I love these little sayings you know I'm not a fool for acting foolishly if I were a fool I could never learn from my mistakes Okay, have I learned from my mistakes? Yeah, totally. I hope, hope we all have. Um, you know, I think there's so many paths to self-acceptance and acceptance of others. Um, doing affirmations, you know. I've mentioned cognitive behavioral therapy and mental reframes. Like, if you're feeling anxious, you do a check-in. Like, am I safe? Do I have food? Do I have water? Do I have a place to live? my immediate danger um, but affirmations I think they're really good to help us rewire our brains because the shame thinking and the the self-doubt poor self-esteem those are just well-traveled you know it's not personal they're just well-traveled pathways in our brains 
you know, energy will travel through the, 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 the path of least resistance. And our brain is a complex web of neurons, synapses, firing electricity to certain centers. And rewiring the brain around acceptance and self-worth is it takes it takes active engagement and for the longest time I thought affirmations were so cheesy and stupid but I realized being cynical wasn't going to get me anywhere it, it never I don't think cynicism has ever brought anybody joy or happiness so I dropped it and you can do affirmations like I am loved I am loving I am lovable I am not the sum of my actions. I am not the totality of my successes, and I am not defined by my failures. Um, I think that is like, that's hugely important. And also, I think if you have poor self-esteem, fuck it, give yourself some goals and just go achieve them. You know, I had a horrible self-esteem about myself as a student. I mean, it was grim. You know, I was told that I sucked at school, I had learning disabilities, I almost didn't graduate. The amount of educational, psychological trauma that I endured was massive. And then, at some point, I, I set the goal to get through trigonometry and calculus in college. And I, I went to after-school things every day, I got tutors, put my head down, and I got like a B in calculus. And... I needed to achieve that goal to unlearn the story that I, I was incapable of doing math. Um, the same thing with being a successful teacher. I, I needed to unlearn that uh, I was incapable of holding down a, a, a job with a ton of responsibilities. So rewriting your story through action and showing yourself that you're not a failure, I think that can be incredibly important and not attaching to your successes, that can come later. Um, you know, all these all these things I think lead us to a, a richer and fuller life, um, more peace and contentment. You know, I was, I was rocked by what happened with my family's health recently know with COVID scare but like I was able to get to acceptance of what was and wasn't out of my control much sooner than I would have been years and years ago it would have taken weeks or months or multiple therapy sessions so this is a process it's not an event I'm not finished um, this is just some stuff that I, I don't know I just reflected about and I hope it's helpful you know you can take yourself out on self-love dates I had a friend kind of introduced me to that idea and it's beautiful like take yourself out by yourself to do shit that you like to do you don't need other people there you can just like give yourself treats um you know write write this shit down get it out of your head you know put it on paper journal reflect about yourself reflect about others you know why do you give yourself such a hard time for something that you cut your partner or your best friend slack for and, and like I said, you know, do an inventory. Sit down with a piece of paper and write the beliefs you learned about yourself from when you were younger. What did you learn from your mother? What did you learn from your father? What did you learn from your siblings? What did you learn from your friends? What did you learn from your caregivers? What did you learn from your teachers? Like, 
which then look at like what what's taking up space in your head today like what's which of those dominate your thoughts you know the message that I'm a piece of shit that's one I still work on you know or that I'm unworthy of love like that that's just there and I accept it I accept that some days I adore myself and some days I'm a little like hey, you know I this was a pretty profound insight I may have disorganized attachment with myself you know how have I created safety and security inside of myself well it's a little disorganized it's kind of hot and cold and I'm trying to work that towards you know not that anything's wrong with that but it, the cold would cause me a lot of discomfort because I'm like how do I get back to the hot and I'm like I would like to have a nice equitable easy balanced view of myself um, and that's that's a process And you could write the, you know, like, which thoughts, which thoughts and emotions drive my behaviors? Are those based in fear? Are those based in love? Yeah. It, it's an unending, I don't know, it's like we're the one, I'm the one relationship I'm sure I have in this world. Like, I, I will live and I was born and I will live and I will die with this person named Colby. You know, unless I get absolutely obliterated on drugs and alcohol, and I don't even think in that circumstance this happens, but I don't get a break from me. And same for you. Like, we, this is our one relationship. I was gifted the blessing of being born this human, and I want to get to know them as much as possible. Um, I want to know what I like and don't like. I don't want to be operating my life based on a bunch of shit that other people dumped on me or downloaded on me or I picked up because I thought I wasn't cool for having wearing women's shoes in sixth grade um, and people teased me for wearing women's clothes when I was little like I don't that's not I don't want to live in that space because it doesn't feel like the person I'm I am or who I'm getting to know um I don't know. I think I think this is this is beautiful cuz if if you if I or anybody open up to accepting ourselves like how 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 much easier is it to accept other people? You know, I was pretty quickly able to get to accepting. You know, and that doesn't mean there's not emotions. Or things to feel like acceptance doesn't get you off the hook for the rest of the, the, the stuff but like I accepted that my mom and my aunt and my dad and my stepmom get to choose how they live out the rest of their lives they're autonomous people if they want to have no doctors if they want to snort cocaine <laughs> fucking go deep sea diving jet ski I mean whatever they want if they want to sit in a chair and wallow like that's their choice you know I would like to grant them the same autonomy I would ask in return and accept that they're autonomous people you know accept that disease and illness are going to happen and that those things are out of my control as much as I'd like to have a handle on them they're just always going to be out of my control um, there's the illusion of control 
most of the time where we think there's control and I think working on accepting yourself and others in the world for me I've, I've, I've felt a profound shift in my ability to access contentment and I remember I was at this meditation retreat and I this this was kind of the I thought I was finished with this process of self-love but it was just kind of the beginning I remember I'd finished a yoga class and I looked down into my tea and I saw my face in the reflection and it was I felt like it was the first time I'd ever seen my own face and I wasn't all blissed out it was it was just truly and honestly I felt like I'd never seen myself before I'd seen all these projections. I'd seen all these things that I was told about who I was or I learned or picked up through watching or listening to what others said. And I just, I, when I saw my face in the reflection of that cup of tea, I just burst into tears. I mean, I was so overwhelmed with sadness and joy and wonder and amazement that like holy shit all of these things that were operating inside of me psychologically were blocking my ability to see my own face and you know I read a couple places that you'll know when you've achieved a certain level or you know a baseline of self acceptance when you can look at yourself in the mirror deeply into your eyes and accept every bit of what makes you you and you're not looking for faults you're not looking for things that are awesome you know you're it's, it's you just accept the uniqueness of you the same way you would in a tree or a leaf you know maybe you're not there yet maybe you still think there's such things as ugly babies you know like I don't know <laughs> but like if you can look yourself in the eyes in the mirror and you'll know what you'll know it when you feel it <laughs> I don't want to say too much about it but you'll know it when you feel it and then you have a nice baseline to work through work through this stuff and with support a therapist you know friends and family are pretty much just going to reinforce most of what you already have going on so being honest with yourself you know radical honesty doing it because you want to know the truth or you love yourself you know having a, a good intention and a pure motive so yeah we produce shaming and shameful behaviors because we cannot handle our own shame I watched this really great TED talk with Crystal Rasmussen, a queer person from England, and this person had suffered uh, a hate crime and had come to, you know, done a lot of self-love work and self-acceptance, but came to see that the attacker, you know, that was their shame attacking. And I think that Acknowledging that we all have shame is a beautiful part of this process. Like it may, it, it bring, I think it can connect us in our vulnerability. Um, it can connect us in, you know, it's like why I started this with fear. You know, if you go back to the first podcast, I talk about fear. 
and I want to find these things that connect us and I think that the process of accepting ourselves in a true and authentic way is something that deeply connects us because I think we all feel shame a lot of us and if you don't you know maybe you're a sociopath I don't know but <laughs> I think that I don't know there's a lot of there are a lot of great resources thank you for listening you know you're not the totality of your successes or failures you're just a human being and we're incredibly complex um, blind boy says this all the time you know in his mental health podcasts I am no better than anybody else nobody else is better than me it takes work to get to a place where that's that's a stabilizing influence in your life so wish you all love and luck hope you can find something to accept about yourself today that is good and challenging you know gotta have it all here we are thank you for tuning in i appreciate you all so much thank you for supporting thank you for uh liking and subscribing please share this with people leave a review on itunes it really does help yeah get the word out mention it to a friend if this helps you turn turn other people onto it send it to them in a text you know take that next step don't just say it people tend to forget you know send them the text send them the episode that that you thought might help uh, i really appreciate it that helps grow the podcast my listenership you can also subscribe my patreon and if you're getting some from this something from this you can donate a monthly subscription it really helps keep keep growing this keep money coming in i want to do this all the time i want to talk with y'all i want to talk with people hope this leads to a, a long career so www.patreon.com forward slash turning of the bones or you can go to my website www.turningofthebones.com and yeah if you're supporting you're helping somebody who can't if you can't support no worries keep listening turn it on to other people i'd like I just can't say how much it, I can't say enough how much it helps the word of mouth and the actually sharing social media, send an episode to your friends, leave a review. Thank you all so much for being here. Thanks for helping me walk myself home. Thanks for walking home with me. Take care of yourselves. Be well.